Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Thursday, April 19th, 2018. I'm your host, Alex Kalafi. Joining us after a, uh, a good few weeks away, there was a PAX East panel, which I thought was up on our feed, but it seems like I got to clean up some stuff. Uh, and then other stuff happened, and we'll have, we'll have a good show today making up some of that news. I am joined by Canada's own Donald Terrio. Hi. Hi, um, I'm so glad of what tomorrow is, especially since it's going to be legal here soon. So what what's the status of God of War in Canada? Uh, well, everybody's complaining because Amazon Canada is screwing up the shipping. In oh, is news, it actually it, doing that? In other news, water is wet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Massachusetts, as far as the the marijuana thing is concerned it's technically legal but because of business license stuff it can't be sold for another year or maybe half a year what's the case with canada uh the law about it i have the feeling is going to be officially because it had there's a process has to go through both houses of parliament and then get signed by the get what's called royal assent where they the governor general will sign it into law that's probably, I don't know, that might, ha- I figured that was going to happen tomorrow, but now it's probably going to be like the end of June. Okay, okay. So you have that to look forward to. Donald coming on the show completely blazed. Nah, I, I'll, I mean, I might try it once, but I, I haven't drank in 15 years, so. Yeah, it's, uh, uh yeah, <laughs> I concur. <laughs> Justin, what's the weed status in New Jersey? I really don't know. It's illegal right now. I don't, but I think they're trying to legalize it, but it's not for me. I don't really. Very disinterested. Yeah. Yeah, I have no interest in it whatsoever. Hi, Justin Verubi. Hey. What I do have interest in is Labo. Labo. Out tomorrow. Out in a couple hours. Are they they doing midnight launches anywhere? Not that I know of. Yeah, me neither. Maybe, Maybe in concert with the other game that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because God of War comes out tomorrow. Maybe there'll be some people who try to pick stuff up at the same time if there's any God of War midnight launches. Labo, Justin, what what's pre-ordered? What are you getting? I'm getting one of everything. I'm getting the uh, variety kit, the robot kit thing, and uh, that uh, accessory kit. Where the $10 you get... tape. Yeah, $10 tape and stickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get two, one to keep, one to play? Uh, right now I'm just getting one of each, but, uh, that does bring me to what we found out today. Yeah. Labo, and that is the pricing for the replacement parts that you can buy from store.nintendo.com. So the pricing is a bit weird in my opinion. I understand why they did it, but it's basically, if you buy all the replacement parts, it's just about, or exceeds depending on which one slightly, the price of the entire kit. So if you want to buy all the robot part replacement kits, I think that is maybe like $2 around there, less than the whole robot kit with the game. And for the variety kit, I think it's actually more expensive than uh, the retail value if you buy all the replacement parts than if you just went to the store and bought it. So I was hoping to have a set that I bought, and then I was like, okay, then I'll buy replacement parts after I make them just to have like a backup in the future. But at this point, it just seems like I should wait for a sale or something because it's going to cost the same amount if I just went to the store and bought everything, which 
I think is stupid for a bit of cardboard and tape and rubber bands and string. But I understand the reason they probably did this is so people don't buy all the parts from their online store and then just go to GameStop and buy the software for cheap. Right. So it makes sense, but it's still frustrating at the same time when I'm not trying to rip anyone off. I just want some backup parts for myself. Like, Have they even, like, have they said that if the games are actually coming on a card? I figured at this point they may as well just put, you know, if they're small enough, they could probably do, like, a little eShop code. I think they are doing a card, and I think to me it would make more sense to do that. So if you have multiple switches in your family with multiple kids, you can pass the stuff back and forth. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Mm. Uh, need L-V-A-N-E-D in the chat says, I need to try Labo before I think about buying it. I, I'm not sure Labo, Labo is for most people. I'm not even sure if it's for you, Justin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the the young at heart thing is just something Nintendo adds to uh, to their marketing. And I think the games are just a front <laughs> for Labo's tech. Well, come on. It's, I mean, it's about we, teaching kids to code. <laughs> I've been waiting for Project Giant Robot for how many years now? Were you at that E3 when we played that? I was in... No, because I want that was E3 2015. Okay. I was at 2013. Yeah. Now that was kind of fun and we thought it was dead and I'm happy to see it's back in this new form. But uh, one one other thing about the the replacement parts is they did mention at one point that the robot kit is going to have a multiplayer mode. But how the heck are you supposed to get another robot suit to play multiplayer? You have to buy a whole nother kit. That's how. I wish there was like a two pack or something. Are there price. are there any reviews that go deep into how robot actually is as a video game? The I mean the outlets are just starting to get their kits today, and they're spending most of the time building it. So I don't think there's been many reviews for the actual games themselves to this point. Okay. Okay. Yes. One thing I do remember is during the Treehouse Live when they showed Project Giant Robot, and I don't know if this is some mistranslation or what, but Miyamoto did say that that game would have an online component. So I'm wondering if this new form of it in Labo form has this online component or if it was just dropped for local multiplayer. Pro- I, if I had to guess, I'd say it would be dropped for local. Like, How there- is anyone ever going to play that? Mm-hmm. Buy another kit? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to buy a whole other kit, which is ridiculous. I'll, I'll be very interested to see if anybody actually brings Labo when I go to hang out with friends next Saturday, because that... I, I, I think there's one or two people in my in my little circle of friends here that might try it, so that might be my exposure, but I I don't know. This it, It's not for me. I fully accept that, and best of luck to Nintendo in trying to, trying to sell cardboard again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think online necessarily lends itself well to the cardboard-focused video game. If anything, I anticipate the scale of Robot being maybe, like, slightly bigger than Fling Smash. Like, slightly more content than Fling Smash, and probably a better, more responsive video game. Mm. But I would expect one of those, like, sub-full game content levels, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now we, I, I will say as well, just to get a plug in here while we have a moment, uh, 
Nintendo World Report TV will have live coverage tomorrow of Labo. Uh, I believe we have all hands on deck for that, including John and John, I mean Casey, who mm-hmm. uh, who are both going to be reviewing uh, the the games for us, and they're going to be uh, doing. They'll be going at uh, at their Labo live. Very nice, very nice. Tune into Nintendo World Report TV, which you're presumably doing right now, either on the main website or on YouTube if you're watching it live. If you're listening to it on iTunes or Google Play, then uh, Nintendo World Report TV on iTunes. All right. Dark Souls Remastered on Switch and the Slayer of uh, Astora Amiibo both got delayed to a vague summer date. How to really praise the sun. Hide inside and play Dark Souls while it's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. I, I really hope that it doesn't come out any further past August. I was hoping to play this when it came out next month. I was very excited for it. I played maybe the first 20 minutes of the game uh, at PAX East, and it seemed to run great, or at least great for 30 frames per second, whatever that means. Um, not whatever 30 frames per second means, but it's your mileage may vary on whether 30 frames per second is great. To me, it ran great. Uh, obviously they're going to delay the amiibo because you can't have the amiibo come out on its own, but that's fine. The regular quote unquote, regular, more traditional versions of dark souls remastered without portability, uh, via steam PC, PS4, Xbox one. Those are still coming on May 25th. And given that I think there's like 50 games coming out next month and, Runner 3 might be the only original one left at this point. That's not a port or a remake. You know, maybe maybe it'll give Dark Souls some more time to breathe. Yeah, yeah, maybe they will. I'm excited. I, w- I was actually talking to a friend. I was hanging out with a friend tonight. He's a big Dark Souls 1 guy. He's one of those people who whenever he gets a game, he likes to he likes to play every single angle you can play a game from. He'll go through Dark Souls, then he'll play through Dark Souls again with another build just to see how the game experience differs. He hasn't it's been like a couple years and he still hasn't moved on to Dark Souls 2 yet. He's very excited for Dark Souls Remastered because it's a new way to revitalize the community, plus it has all these fresh new additions that are are more touch up, touch-ups than anything else, but I'm I'm excited to have Dark Souls in bed. I'm interested about it, so yeah, yeah. Let's see what it's all about. Hopefully yeah. this August. Hopefully by this August, maybe sooner. My pessimistic side says September, but we'll see. We'll see. And because we know they're still going to do the network test on Switch, they did announce that that would still be happening. Just obviously, it's not going to happen now. Not anytime in the next couple of weeks. Do you think the issue was was online performance with that? Because it seems like if it was running fine locally at PAX East, then, I mean, could be just the differences between a demo build and what they've got on the final game. But Could be. I'm going to see if I can pull up this uh, the Dark Souls press release now. Okay, it's right here. To give the development team the time needed to make sure Switch players can appreciate the full Dark Souls experience anytime and anywhere, thanks to the unique portable nature. Yeah, that doesn't say much of anything. I'm guessing it's a little bit of column A, column B. I bet online definitely factors into it, but I'm guessing it's not just online. Because if it was just online, they probably wouldn't need to delay it all the way out to summer unless 
the Nintendo Switch Online infrastructure is that uh, brutal to develop for, which it could be, but I imagine because the hardware is probably a little different than the Xbox One, PS4, and PC, which all have relatively similar infrastructure as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, th- I think that I think the different hardware could play into the delay. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for it either way. I have plenty of games to play. I'm almost done with Monster Hunter World, which thankfully is a shorter story mode than uh, Monster Hunter 4, which was like 40, 50 hours to to bleed through world. It seems like it's going to be closer to maybe 20 which is which is going to be nice. And then God of War comes out tomorrow, though. Thankfully, I played Yakuza, so I don't have to play that right away. But then we got Garage in early May, then Runner on the 25th. Pool Panic is probably going to be soon after that. I don't know. The, w- the way they were talking about it, about Pool Panic during the uh, Nindy Showcase, they, that seemed to indicate it was probably going to be second half of the year. Uh, I talked to the developers of Pool Panic, at PAX East while I was playing it. I had a very nice demo experience. That game is a lot, a lot of fun. Feel free to read my preview on NintendoWorldReport.com. They said coming soonish. They did not tell me this directly. This is not news. This is not me confirming new info. I'm guessing based on how they talked to me early summer, but that is purely my guess although I would call that guess semi-informed. I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, after Battleship Brigade, Adult Swim doing these funky cross-genre cross, crossing things, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very... I think the Nindy Showcase made it seem like it was more of an action game that plays like a pool flash game than anything else, but it's it's more of a it's more of a puzzler, but it's a it's a smart, fun, funny puzzler. With a, with a nice sense of wit that I think a lot of people are going to get into. And it it is probably the first time that I think an Adult Swim game has looked like an Adult Swim show. And that very much carries over while playing it. So, cool looking game. Sega Ages, Donald. Tell me about this, this bootleg virtual console that Sega's bringing to the Switch. Yeah, so uh, Sega had a had a fan convention in Japan over the weekend, and there were a couple of announcements that came out of that that are Nintendo relevant. But the big one is that M2 is going to be doing doing updated upres upres versions of old Sega games for the Switch. They're going to be sold a la carte, much like their 3D classics were on the 3DS. So they're going to start out. They announced five games over the weekend, including Sonic 1, which is apparently going to have the arcade version of Sonic the Hedgehog, which I never knew existed until this weekend included in it. Uh, Thunder Force 4, which I think is like a like, was a late Saturn or Saturn game at one point, and, an, and a new version of the original Fantasy Star. And then they later confirmed uh, Alex Kidd and uh, gain ground the turn-based strategy game from Revolution. So they've got, and they've also said that there'd be more than, like, they'd have at least 15 games in the series to start. 
and possibly more depending on uh, depending on how well they sell. Which, given the pedigree of the people involved, I hope these things sell really well. Because there's some things I'd be interested in seeing them go back and try and do again. Like, I don't know, if, if by some miracle this really takes off, Panzer Dragon Saga. Yeah. <laughs> then you could then you can have uh, Saga here, and then Orda, which just came out on the Xbox One via backwards compatibility. You can buy that on the store now, I think, if not a week from now, maybe. I think that one is one of the ones that's, that was in that first wave that Microsoft okay. did. So. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that Sega's bringing back all these old games between this and uh, Shenmue, which is not coming to the Switch as of right now. And given what Shenmue 1 did to the Switch, and Shen, or not Switch, the Dreamcast, and Shen, what Shenmue 2 basically did to Sega as an independent company, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still looking forward to it. I know they're not going to age that well, which I never played the original games, but I'm guessing I'm going to be playing lesser Yakuza with a with an equally but different convolute story. Mm. Although I think I think they're actually dubbing Shenmue 2 for the first time, which might be interesting. Wait, they're dubbing it? Like I think th- I think they said something about having English voices in it, but that might have been the old the old voice. I don't know if that ever got it like a full localization with English voice acting. That's uh that's very strange. And then with the Sega Ages, did you mention that Valkyrie Chronicles is coming this fall? And that yeah, yeah Valkyrie, the original Valkyrie Chronicles, which uh, which was a 2008 PS3 game, and then later came out on Steam and PS4, and sold really well on both of those platforms, is going to be coming to Switch at least in Japan for now. The local like a release of the English version has not been announced. Uh, the Switch version of Valkyria Chronicles 4 has also been delayed to fall in Japan, so it'll come out around the same time. But the ver- but certain versions of it will include a coupon that will get this game, which would normally be like 2,000 yen for 500 yen. Yeah, which is which is great. That that is a disgusting deal given the given the quality of the game you're talking about here. And considering Valkyria Chronicles 4 is a prequel to the original game, you could buy Valkyria 4 and then get 1 and play it after you beat 4. Yeah, and hey, and if one if one does well enough, maybe they'll go back and remaster 2 and especially 3 because 3 was never localized. I heard 2 wasn't that good. Yeah, I tried the demo of two back when because uh, I got my I got a PSP very late, so I was able to try. But I was able to get that demo off the shot off the PSN when I got my mm-hmm. system, and yeah, it didn't really click. Although it was more of like a high school alternate universe take on on the game, and three went back to the original style. And based on the characters that they put into Project Crosszone for the Valkyrie Chronicles three, it seems more uh, more closer to one in terms of storyline. Gotcha. NSA Penguin OT asks, what Sega games are you hoping for? You you brought up Panzer Dragoon. That that seems like the longest of shots, considering I, I believe Sega lost the source code for that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in terms of... I You know what? They did 3D Outrun on the 3DS, and to this day, that is still the only game I've ever maxed out a rating scale on since I started reviewing. 
So let's get let's get that on Sega Ages. Okay, that, that's that's a pretty good one. I don't have any for Sega Ages, but because he just asked, oh, well, he or she asked, what Sega games are you hoping for? I really want them to go back to the well on Alex Kidd. I want them to try making another Alex Kidd game and just see what they come up with. Even if it ends up looking like that weird bonk game that got 99% finished and never came out. And even if it's just some 2D eShop game, I don't know who should make it. Maybe that's a way forward kind of deal. Well, Maybe what about not. what about the uh, the team behind Wonder Boy? Uh, he d- he does confirm he is a he. Uh, Wonder Boy is who made Wonder Boy again? I want to say like, I don't know if it was if Dotemu was involved in just the publishing or if they were the actual developer. Hang on, let me check the, let me check our database here. And then oh, the the whole Monster World thing is just a a confusing story. <laughs> The two games by two different developers and two different publishers that are technically part of the same-ish series. All right, so just getting sorry, just uh, trying to run this run this thing on the stream here is uh, taking a little bit longer than I expected. Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap is K three says Kid Chameleon remake. Yeah, yeah, developer is Lizard Cube. Okay. And it was published by .emu. And so far, Wonder Boy is the only thing they've done. But if I mean, if they want to go back to the Alex Kidwell, that would be that would be interesting, especially if they do the uh, the the swap back and forth between modern graphics and classic Sega Master System, like we saw in Wonder yeah, Boy. Alex Kid is such a funky game. It almost feels like, barring the weird stuff that's exclusive or quote unquote exclusive to that game, like the Rochambeau stuff. It's almost a combination of Super Mario Brothers 2 or Doki Doki Panic and the Kid Icarus Game Boy Color game. Like it's it's a strange combination of those two styles of games. Huh? Wasn't a Game Boy Color. Oh, Game Boy, excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a strange combination of those two games specifically, which is a pretty cool combination of games. And when I played the original Alex Kid using save states, of course, on the Sonic PS3 collection some years ago, I, I thought to myself, man, this is a cool character. Kind of like a Kid Goku thing going on. And I'd really love to see a good modern take on this kind of idea. Almost like a Kid Icarus Uprising. I would do a Kid Icarus, uh, Alex Kid Uprising. <laughs> Just hopefully without Sakurai's traditional menus. <laughs> Or his uh, his strange difficulty curves that involve uh, gambling your your in game currency, or impossible to finish uh, walls of achievements. Yeah, yeah, Smash Bros. Walls of Achievements. What a strange game! What a strange, amazing game. Kid Icarus Uprising is. Adrian Odyssey X got announced for Japan. So this could be the this will probably be the second 2019 Atlas game that we or 2019 3DS game that we find out about, assuming Etrian Odyssey Five uh, did okay enough that Atlas wants to bring this over. But it is essentially it, it's it, it's more like Etrian Odyssey Cross, I think is how they pronounce it, like like they do with Monster Hunter, and it's basically a giant love letter to the series because the idea of this game going to switch seems 
remote, like the possibility seems rather remote. So they're going to throw every job class in there plus a new one. And there's going to be a massive world map with multiple, multiple dungeons. So this is probably going to be the all the Etrian you ever need. They're doing they're doing the Monster Hunter X thing. Yep. Just which is a cool idea. I mean, go out with a bang. Speaking of which, there's some Atlas games that are on sale this week on the 3DS. If you're still playing that thing, uh, Persona Q's 15 bucks in America, North uh, U.S. of America. Yeah, I'm the, thinking about it. It's that I that is the I don't know what if it's more of the characters than the gameplay, but this is the only Etrian game that I've really sunk my teeth into. Persona Q? Persona Q. Is it so I tried playing the Etrian Odyssey one remake and it didn't end up necessarily clicking with me. But I really, really like Persona Three and Four. Yeah. Would I would I maybe get into this? Yeah, there's enough there's enough Persona in there that it's definitely something you can get into. That I, certainly I got into it, and like I said, I I usually bounce off Etrian. So. Got it. Got it. Um. So it's cool that that's coming out. If we had a Neil or a Zach, they would they would be able to to they, talk about this more. They'd be they'd be all up in it. Yeah, and maybe when the game, when and if the game gets announced for the West in a few months, we'll we'll hear more. Yeah, because what I've heard is that five was basically localized as like as a as a goodwill gesture to the fans, and maybe didn't do as well as say four did. Because I know that was a, a hot seller for for a fair while. So. Given, although if any company besides Nintendo is going to put out 3DS games in the year of our Lord 2019, it's going to be Atlas. Yeah. And they're probably going to have two of these maze games between Atrian and Persona Q2, which we know is coming to 3DS. Yeah. Kalexioshi says, I think this is one comment. The only 3DS Atlas game I'm curious about right now is I never got to play Code of Princess. That's coming out for the Switch in Japan, isn't it? That's coming out for the Switch here in North, uh, worldwide. Oh yeah, Nicholas is doing the Nicholas is publishing the Switch version. Nice. So nice. there, so it'll it'll be more expensive than normal, but it will have a physical copy. People like that game. Yeah, Zach certainly likes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I have a couple other things to talk about before we get to our last story because we're we're rushing through not not rushing through but we're we're getting to a natural end on some of these stories. There's a couple games I want to talk about. I have never really been much for Kickstarter, but in the last month or so, I ended up backing two projects, and one of them, one of them is a Switch game. I'm saying this up front. I'm not trying to pitch the game as I'm like, I'm not telling you to back this, but I figure it was it would be an interesting thing to bring up on the show. I backed this game called Monster Crown, uh, a monster training game with true crossbreeds, and it's being developed by these two guys uh, and maybe some other people. Been in development for the last couple years. And it has a Switch version for the $10 price of admission on Kickstarter. And it is a monster taming game, which means Pokemon-like, that is done in the style, both aesthetically, artistically, musically, and gameplay-wise, in the style of the Game Boy Color Pokemon games. And it sounds pretty cool. Like like the, the video makes it sound pretty good. 
uh, I backed it and they send me like updated demos and betas. So the game actually exists in some capacity so far. I don't know. I think it seems I, I like that someone, even a small studio, is giving Pokemon more effective Dark Souls like style competition, brawl out style competition to smash i think pokemon is so overdue for this and um if you're interested in checking out a pokemon style game which is which has already met its goal so you're not really so you would be you'd be working towards stretch uh towards stretch goals aim for five grand got twenty two thousand. monster crown cool looking game might want to check it out on kickstarter um just saying maybe brawl it's not the best comparison Considering uh, that game did not do well. Oh yeah, I just it's it doesn't matter that Brawlout isn't necessarily good. I just think it's good that someone's trying to compete with Smash Bros. I uh, I have no People idea. Have if, a few companies have tried though. A few companies have tried, not as many as should have. I think, and definitely Pokemon less so. Like people have tried Monster, sort of capturing games. Um. There was, there's a Yokai watch, of course, and then there's some others, but to see a straight pokey like, which has like crossbreeding and stuff, and, and apparently a more, a darker story, I, I think it's a, it's a cool little thing. I don't know if the game's going to be good. I don't know if the game's going to come out, but I did put, I did put 10 bucks down for a Switch version because that seems like a relatively low price. I, uh, I'm, I also wanted to give an update on the good life which is swurry's new game uh that he put on kickstarter for a month it was originally on fig some time ago they did say that they would be they would consider switch as a stretch goal if it managed to meet its goal uh i don't mean to be pessimistic i put 30 dollars towards this game this game ain't getting funded not at all it's they put it up for 40 days and there's 14 days left and they've raised just under $300,000 of $633,000, which mm. ain't good numbers. And if you go on Kick Track, I believe it is slated to earn at most 75% of its goal. And that's assuming the usual end of end of Kickstarter bump that most pro- most well publicized projects get. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Leaving said, Pokey like, did Alex just create a word? And then Justin replied, forget that word, comma space, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please don't use that, please. I already hate when people say Metroidvania. Please don't add another one of these. Like, I, I added for my garage preview, which just went up today, I, uh, I called it a hot like because it's, it's a take on Hotline Miami. <laughs> I, I was gonna say we we need to go back to calling our our shooters like the first person and third person shooters doom clones. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I. To me, it was a Wolfenstein clone. And then to a lot of people, in like 2009, it's a Call of Duty clone. And then Doom was successful enough that we might just get back to the point that people are saying Doom clone again. Yeah. yeah, and 
as as far as Kickstarter goes, just a couple of th couple of things that I want to mention while we're on the subject here. Uh, Jules Watchem, uh, he, he put he, he had a 3DS game that came out about a year about a year and a half ago now called Chicken Wiggle. That unfortunately got he announced it, and then Mario Maker 3DS happened, which is a shame because it's like a, a level sharing based platformer. Uh, he put a Switch version up on Kickstarter, and that did get funded. And confession, I did back that. Uh, the other one is that my uh, the game that I've been wanting to come to Switch for two years, but for whatever reason, Nintendo isn't answering the developers' phone calls. Cosmic Star Heroin, the Vita version, is finally coming out next week. Along That's with, good. Yeah, along with like 27 Switch games. Seriously, what the hell? I feel like every week there's 27 Switch games. <laughs> no, this week, this week was light, unless you count Labo. Like the, the fact that they've got the two Labo games coming out. I think that scared a lot of people off, but they're making up for it next week. Mm. Like, I think next week we'll set a record. Okay. Okay. Some other stuff from the chat. Ms. K3 sounds says that this monster hunting game, not monster hunter though, <laughs> sounds like monster rancher. And uh, it does sound a little like monster rancher. Although I will admit I never played monster rancher, but he says it's, it's uh it's pretty dark with some crossbreeding is that is that the one that you could like on the playstation where you could like stick any disc in there and it would generate the monster i think so i'm pretty sure that's what it was i i, re I remember a friend of mine rented that game once but i and i i, I made this giant stone golem thing with like a marvel versus capcom or marvel versus uh or capcom versus x-men or something that we had rented at the same time. It was kind of weird. I never heard of this. Did that increase the value of any games? Um, I don't think I, I don't think the internet was yet at the point where they were min-maxing game rentals to try and get really good Monster Rancher monsters. Did that also work with CDs and stuff too? Or? Yeah, like you could put any any CD in there, and it would and it would generate based on what was on there. Ms. K three says there was one for GBA too. <laughs> Hmm. If you and if you stick one of the Pokemon TV shows in your GBA game in your GBA's cartridge slot, you get a Psyduck. <laughs> you get a cease and desist order. <laughs> Riza says that Donald, you have a very nice shirt, and he wants to see you in a Cosby sweater. Uh, well, let's the say shirt... a sweater. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, the shirts because I literally I, like I started the the hangout that we're on tonight right as I right as I got after I got home from work. So I didn't have a chance to change or anything. No, it's okay. It's a it's, it's a nice nice little compliment. Livinid said he backed Chicken Wiggle too. So you you are you are uh, most certainly joined on that front. Riza asks is Kickstarter still a thing? Yep. Although I feel like people are much more careful with their money now than mm. they probably were some time ago. Ironically, another thing that Shenmue seems to have killed. <laughs> we'll see if Shenmue ends up being good this year. No, My I, I Mighty Number no. Nine killed it. Mighty Number no. Nine heard it. Ukulele heard it. Shenmue Three is hurting it until it comes out and turns out to be great. There are Kickstarter success stories. Shovel Knight's one of them. It's just there aren't a ton of Kickstarter success stories where a game gets. Uh, promised 
and then it gets made, and then it comes out in a reasonable time, and then you have a great game. Shantae was supposedly another pretty good one that came have, out. Half Genie Hero, I will I will drink to that. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a couple games, but it seems like a lot of too big to fail projects did in fact fail, and now people are a little more justifiably gun shy. And now you have some poorly aging comics, like the one where Mega Man uh, hands off the baton to Beck from Mighty Number no. Nine. We're waiting on that 3DS version. And yeah. Vita. Yeah, you're gonna be waiting a long time, Justin. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm still waiting on the the what's that Mega Man Legend style game? Red Ash. Red Ash. Oh come on, you know that's in a food they took the money and ran. That was his retirement grip. Red Ash. Uh, the indelible legend. It's still considered an upcoming video game. By Level 5 Concept and Hide Inc. for Microsoft Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Shares many similarities with the Kinofuni's other Kickstarter game, including the characters Beck and Call. And the fact that the game is one giant scam? We'll see. Well, although to be fair, Mighty Number 9 did come out and quickly dropped two ten dollars Red... Did was that Indiegogo? Oh no, it was. Uh... It, it was Kickstarter, and then like this Chinese company came in and flooded it with money. Red Ash update. <laughs> oh, it failed, so people don't actually like it. Can get canceled, and that's fine. Oh, okay. Oh, like people. I remember because they put the they put the Kickstarter out for the game and then for the anime at the same time. Did the anime make it or Red Ash anime? Oh, wait, did the anime get funded? I I, I seem to recall one of them did, and then the other one was going to fail, but then like a Chinese console manufacturer came in and bailed it out. Clex Yoshi says in the chat, the anime succeeded. The anime succeeded, the game game failed. failed. (laughs) That's... Hilarious. Yeah. And and the weird thing is and there's actually a connection back between Mighty Number no. Nine and Shenmue because Deep Silver published Mighty Number no. Nine, like the physical copies. Um they're also publishing Shenmue 3, except Deep Silver is now THQ again. So the only way to come out of this thing, the only way to get out of under Shenmue unscathed is to have already died. Oh no. <laughs> Red Ash. They so it, it passed and I think it broke a stretch goal, but they only owe a 30 minute film. So it's not even gonna be an anime series, it's not even gonna be a full movie. It's just gonna be an OVA. It's gonna be an OVA for a game that did not get funded. Red Ash game, by the way, at Red Ash Game on Twitter. Uh last tweet was on the 29th of October 2015. Uh, 1,114 followers. Uh, Red Ash Game JP. I don't know why I'm doing this research right now on Red Ash. We have a little bit of time. It's the website's not very well updated. And then June 24th, 2016. 
there was some fan art that was retweeted. And that's it. Oh, God. Shit. Should we maybe take this opportunity to talk about another about a past Inafune project that appears to be actually happening? Mega Man X Legacy Collections are happening. It is not separate video games, but two collections. One of the collections has the good games. One of the collections has the bad games. You can buy both together. Well, I think the first collection has one bad game, but which it's... one? Four. <laughs> I think the series takes a dive after it leaves Super Nintendo, and I've played through. All but like the first six, I think. So you haven't, so you haven't experienced the joy that is Bamboo Pandemonium. I guess not. If that's in seven or eight, I'm looking forward to. I'll play through all of them again when it comes out because those games aren't very long. I used to play like almost the entire Mega Man series, which was a bit shorter at the time, in an entire weekend. When I was younger. Wait, seven through ten also. I think I played Mega Man 1 through 6. I didn't have 7, so I skipped that. I've rented it a couple times. Uh, and then I played X1, 2, and 3. I did that in a weekend. Oh, boy. I have, I have a sealed collection. I have the sealed Mega Man 2 that I'm going to play before 11 comes out. But I'm, I'm excited for Mega Man X Legacy Collections. Oh, me too. 1 and through, I'm, one I'm through 8. I'm excited that X3 is the Super Nintendo version, not the Saturn or PlayStation version, which altered the music and made it worse, in my opinion, and added all that anime cutscene stuff. I will. I'll probably. I'll definitely get the first one. Um, maybe if the second one goes on su- Super Sale, because I don't remember X. X Five was okay. So knowing Capcom, it'll eventually be five bucks. So I'll be able to get it that way. Klexioshi says, X8 is actually pretty rad, and I like X5 in spite of its problems, but X6 is an insult to me, and I hate, 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 hate that game. Well, if you hate that game, you must really be happy that it doesn't have Mega Man X Command Mission as part of this collection. Is that a game? It yep. is the RPG that came out on GameCube, and I think PS2. Oh boy, okay. It is terrible. Don't play that game. <laughs> All right, I probably won't. I probably won't get the chance. Kalexioshi <laughs> says the CD version of X3 though has Blizzard Buffalo. Blizzard Buffalo is in the X3 version on Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, okay. He's in it. Forty bucks, July twenty fourth, and then each collection will be sold separately. Nineteen ninety nine, one on each one. On the all right, everything comes out July twenty fourth. Collection one is one through four. Collection two is five through eight. Uh, they'll be available on the eShop for $19.99 each. You can also get a physical collection with collection one on cartridge and a download code for collection two for $39.99. Japan does have a full physical version of that. Japan gets the double pack, right? And separate physical releases. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and it's it kind of interesting that once again Capcom puts all the puts the versions that would be the bigger downloads as the download only outside of Japan. Yeah, because one, one, two, three, and four, I think you could probably cram into like you could probably get that onto a one gig card with room to spare. But you know, five, six, seven, and eight—that's PS One, PS Two era. 
that's probably going to be a multiple gigabyte download. I wonder what I wonder what makes it take so much uh, space. I wonder if it's like the new audio plus the menus, plus because they're sticking a movie on it. Yeah, anime cutscenes, anime cutscenes, and four through eight. Uh, they do have like they've added some like boss different boss challenges, like you could face uh, Blizzard Buffalo and Chill Penguin at the same time. That'll be yeah. that'll be fun to play with, but um, I between the remastered music and the and whatever HD uprising they're doing on these things to make it fit on a sixteen nine screen, that's probably why this is going to be a pretty hefty download for five through eight, especially. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool stuff. I think that's a show, huh? Yeah. Uh, some things to look forward to. Uh, like, like we mentioned earlier, Labo streams tomorrow and probably and possibly most of the weekend, depending on how much of the reviewers get into it. Uh, next week, Nintendo's Financials. That's going to be on uh, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, North America time, uh, close of business. I got, or actually, no, it'd be, I guess it'd be Tuesday night into Wednesday morning for, for us. And then... It, Keep an eye on the website. All the news will be up there. I'll be up. I'll be doing my 4 a.m. wake up call again to get that up. And we'll have and we'll have an updated switch number finally. Yeah. All right. That's our show for this week. Nintendo World Report TV, NintendoWorldReport.com. Listen to the podcast on iTunes, Nintendo News Report, uh, Google Play as well. We got an RSS feed on the site if you have any pod catchers uh, i'm gonna update the feed and clean it up with this next episode so you'll get an updated nice clean feed with all the updated stuff including the pax east panel which is on that feed now follow donald on twitter at donald mick d-o-n-a-l-d-m-i-c-k follow justin on twitter at king nintendo fan nintendo f-a-n follow me on twitter at kulafia c-u-l-a-f-i-a That's the show. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Later.